You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities in Johannesburg. We're still in in earnings season in the United States of America, David, and I'm not going to blow my own trumpet again because I've already done it about seven times on various podcasts. But last week, just after I said I think it's going to be the time to buy bonds and U.S. stocks, the Dow Jones Mm -hmm. rose just about 5% last week. S&P 500 climbed just about 6%. And the Nasdaq jumped 6.6%. And that's the best uh, week uh, of the year. Now, I'm uh, sure uh. a lot of that is a, a short covering rally. It was oversold. The key now is can it build on last week's rally? That's the real a, a key. And uh, we've got some big results coming out this week, Disney and Warner Brothers and Uber and, and things like that. But last week was the big one, the blockbuster week, wasn't mm. it? Mm. I, I, think, I think overall the results have been very good. If they've missed, it's been a marginal miss. Um, I think markets are now starting to position themselves for uh, the fact that rates will not be increased. Uh, Expect the Fed to continue. I I think the Fed, like the fact that rates were high, I'm talking about the 10-year and the 5-year and other rates, uh, because it did help them in their position. And I think that uh, they don't want them to go too low. You know, otherwise... um, it, uh, it means that they might have to raise rates at the low end again. So I think they need to balance the position. So expect the Fed to continue along. Oh, we're leaving, uh, you know, we're leaving room open for another rate hike. It's not uh, over yet and so on. But I think it is. And I think the market will begin to, uh, when I say investors will start to position themselves and say, okay, you know, what comes next? Um, rates will stay up. How is that going to affect uh, how's it going to affect governments? How's it going to affect householders? How's it going to affect businesses? If rates do stay uh, high for longer, can they sustain it? And I think they're in a decent position. I don't think, I think there's still a reasonable amount of savings in the US. I think businesses are certainly well, uh, well covered, you know, or well financed. So, um, you know, I, I expect next year is going to be a pretty decent year. But uh, it's it's always hard to predict. You know, is it going to run away? Is it going to boom? Is it probably not? But the fact that you you know what you saw last week, I think, is going to continue. And and the point that you know you know Lindsay, where you were right is that somewhere along the line you've got to make that decision. And people say, no, I'll do it later. You know how they dilly dally and how they drag their feet. And all of a sudden, hold on a sec, I've missed. You know what I mean? I've I've missed a bit. I've missed that five six percent. Yeah. And certainly in the bond market where I think your timing was immaculate. Yes. Well, it's a sheer luck. I have two epiphanies a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, that's all you need. Exactly. You only need one epiphany. You know, you don't. That's it. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, on the negative side. And let me just have a look at this article. It was, it was Larry Fink. And also yeah. he was joined by Jamie Dimon saying that the war in the Middle East if it spreads in, into the uh, geographically in that region, mm. uh, along with the Russia-Ukraine war, is going to bring is going to topple us into recession. And they they're giving they mm. put out big big warnings. I mean, these two chaps are listened to, aren't they? I mean, they're mm. massive money men in the United States. Mm. Um, and it, the, uh, there, there it was, was a worrying it was a worrying Saudi statement. Hmm? What's yeah, that? it was in Saudi Arabia that they said it. Oh really? They okay. were sitting at some conference. Yeah. Uh, it was last week. Um, 
I don't think they're right. I don't think this is going to spread. Uh, as much, I don't think Lebanon wants it. I don't think anybody wants it. Saudi Arabia wants the uh, 2034 World Cup. Is that right? Well, I'm trying well, there to work was out no one else. There was no 30, other, there were no 30, other bidders because it's too expensive. Yeah, what is? Yeah, no. So where are we now? It was in 22. Yeah, 26, 30, 34. I think you know they they, they want that. Mm. So they want to become a. I don't want to say a Western nation, perhaps that's wrong, but they want to be part of the the big world. They don't want to be isolated. You know, they want people to come there. Uh, they want people to uh, take holidays there or come and watch football there or golf there and so on. And that's not going to happen. You know, you can't ignore the West. You can't ignore Europe or Australia or even the Japanese or anything. So I think they don't want to be dragged into uh, any extended war. And I don't think they've got real interest in it, to be honest. So the, the rhetoric comes out of them, but I don't think this is going beyond. I know America's battling at the moment with this war. And, uh, but, you know, it could be put to a quick end. If, if Hamas would release the hostages you know, and make some kind of gestures towards a ceasefire or ending it, it would happen, but they don't. They're enjoying the publicity. They're enjoying the huge outbursts of protests or the protests in, in their favor, you know, which are coming out all over in Washington, wherever you go, and over the world. So they say, why should we? You know, we're enjoying the, uh, at the moment, we are getting the sympathy vote, regardless of how many lives it costs us. So it's, it, could be, it could come to an end pretty quickly if they wanted to. The fear that I have is that what has happened over the last four weeks now is mm. going to fester for years and years. Israelis are not going to forget this, uh, what happened no. on October the 7th, the brutality of it, the senseless uh, self-slaughter yeah. of innocence. And although it, there's good and bad on, on both sides, but let's say there's bad on both sides uh, because uh, Palestinians have also been brutalised. But the fact is that everyone's going to sit down in, in, on, on October the 7th of next year, remembering what happened. And then mm. it's, it's not going away, David, mm. not in our lifetimes anyway. No, no. I think, the, I think the Economist has been very balanced in their uh, assessment. And they, their leader, this, one of the leaders uh, this week, has been identifying exactly uh, what needs to be done. Um, they're saying Hamas is a terrorist organization, and as long as they exist, uh, there's always a threat that, uh, you know, they can hop over the borders and do exactly what they did mm. on October the 7th. So you've got to get rid of them, you know, and it's not good for the Palestinian people if you've got Hamas in, you know, uh, uh, still leading the Palestinians. So they're coming out with that. Nobody wants to recognize, and I don't want to, I don't want to get involved in, in, in the talk, but, but um, the, you know, the danger is that, and I'm talking, you can see what's going to happen unless you get rid of Hamas, unless you crunch them like you did Al-Qaeda or ISIS, they're going to keep coming back. And, and the Israelis, you know, they don't want that kind of threat. I think Hezbollah are making noise, but uh, the last thing they want to do is threaten Lebanon because Lebanon is on its knees financially, economically. It can't afford to, uh, you know, to be battered and dashed and and be bombed, you know, in, in simple terms. So I don't think they're going to be popular with, with anybody, Hezbollah. So they're making a noise. But that's why I don't think it's going to necessarily spread. 
if it hasn't by now, I think we're coming pretty much to to the end soon. Gosh, I and so. uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think quietly, um, you know, they're making headway, and I think that I, I I know that you know there won't be a ceasefire unless the hostages are released. When that's done, then you can start making talks and 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 making progress. But they won't release the hostages. So that becomes a sticking point. Well, it's, their only, it's the only power they have over yeah, Israel and Israel's allies. They have to keep them. It's not difficult to figure out, is it, really? But anyway, very sad situation anyway. still. And it, um, it just I gets guess. worse. 450 strikes mm. last night from IDF. But anyway, David, what else have you seen? What other reading did you see outside of the geopolitics this weekend? I think, uh, I think, I think all around the Fed. Mm. And I think it's a very important discussion. And uh, having come to a point now where um, you can't push it further, I think, you know, if you push it further, you are going to break some economy, as we've seen before with the banks, uh, with the regional banks. So I think I think the Fed are making, um, you know, a very strong statement or it comes through very strongly that, and, and it'll probably apply to other central banks as well. So the reading is around, you know, I, and I think what we've got to do now is start to say, okay, what does is, what is 2024, 2025 start to look like? What I, you know, unfortunately, sometimes when you get into deep economics, you've got to have the background and knowledge and you've got to be able to kind of break apart the discussions. But um, I, I, I think one of the positives is going to come from the massive investment that's taking place in AI and the uh, productivity gains that it's going to bring. And I say that against, even against higher interest rates, because if you get productivity gains, uh, it enables you to, to um, in other words, uh, you, you, you know, your money goes further or, or you're earning more. Um, so, Again, you know, in, in that in that light, what it does mean if we do get productivity gains, that does help growth. You know, even though rates might remain high, um, so it's 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 a difficult concept to kind of explain or to really get a grasp on. But I think um, I, you know, I think one of the big drivers of markets next year, and it has been a driver, is going to be the continued investment that businesses are putting into AI and companies are making. You know, we're talking about large, large sums of money right across across the spectrum, you know, from from software companies to the semiconductor companies to cloud to everything. You know, all people around the in the in that kind of uh, ecosystem. It's so, interesting that they had this uh, conference um, over the weekend and at the end mm-hmm. of last week, an AI conference at Bletchley Park in the United Kingdom, just to, to the mm. north of London, where there was everybody there. I mean, Rishi Sunak was gushing all over Elon Musk, which was a yeah, I a, saw a, that. Oh dear, really was terribly embarrassing. It should have been the other way around. But Elon Musk has just launched his own uh, rival mm. to Chat GDP mm. this morning. It's called mm. Grok or something. Glock. Glock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, but that's the point is that uh, there's a lot of competition and uh, it's something new and it's going to benefit all kinds of businesses. Mm. Um, and, 
you know, from that point of view, I think it is going to be a driver. I know there's a lot of discussion, oh, you know, this is similar to, to the internet and so on, whatever it is. But in this case, the companies are actually making money. You know, it's not, it's not something that's far away, that's out of reach. And so as more and more businesses transform uh, to incorporate it, I think so the benefits are going to come through. Um, I see it all the time. You know, I see it in every application I have. Uh, um, things come through that, that, that I find quite impressive. You know, whether it tells me every, every Friday when I get into my car, it tells me exactly how long it's going to take me to get to X, Y, Z. I said, how does it know? Because it knows at the same time I get into my car and I drive towards uh, the, the studio, you know, in, in Empire Road. So you're getting things. I mean, it's Why do you scary. need that, though? I mean, I, I prefer a bit of I mystery know, when I, know, I rarely I get into I a know. car these days. But, you know, I why know. does everyone need to know everything all the time? Why you do we don't. need to have all this intelligence? You I your brains will explode. I've I've never been to, uh, to into Chat GPT. Uh, I've made a conscious decision not to because it's a creativity uh, I, killer. No, listen to this. Oh, no, no, you know you've got a wonderful way with words. I mean, when you read what you wrote to the Guardian, it was so beautifully written, articulate. Mm. Now I'm an accountant. I haven't quite got the the, uh, the 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 same kind of what's the word skills that you have at expressing or writing. So say you're pretty good, but anyway, yeah, go on. Nah, I had to try and end. I can't get, I, you know, sometimes I struggle. So I, I had to end off a paragraph in a letter that I was writing or a, a report that I was writing, and I couldn't get it. So I went on to chat, GP, uh, chat GPT and I said, listen, this is what I want to say. <laughs> These, boom, it came out with this beautiful paragraph. Really? I said, okay, yeah, I said, okay, that's quite good. Thank you. So and how do you look I, at it then? Do you say it. to yourself like I do, it's it's a creativity killer? Or do you say, no, I've learned from nah. this now because they've I given did. me a phrase yeah. that I can use in the future. So I've learned something. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So it just helped me finalize a paragraph. I was struggling to put it together and boom, 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 came in a few sentences. And yes, I adapted it and I modified it yes. you know, to make it look like my own and that. But it certainly gave me guidelines. And, and it literally took me two minutes as well. So, you know, you've got, you've got to learn to adapt. And, and sometimes I asked for a joke and it's in there. I said, that wasn't so good. That wasn't clever. Okay, we'll do another one, you know. Put in a phase. So I find it quite fascinating. And I'm, I'm using it almost like, a, like a, a small tool, like a joke. But, I mean, I can see the benefits that this is going to bring down the line to, to businesses. All right. You know, uh, analyzing data and so on. Well, there's very little to talk about today, macro-wise, or um, on on the JSE. Nothing really, apart from Neil Froneman <laughs> doing it again with a, a wage settlement. He's very good with the, with the unions, Mr. Froneman. I have to yeah. say. So they've settled, which is good. Yeah. Do you remember the old days, David, when June, July it was like strike season? We haven't had that for a while in the mining industry, have we? No, no. It's all stopped. No, no. I know. It's 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 a big worry. Uh, Lindsay, we, I know we, we spoke Thursday, but I mean, um, if you go through the midterm budget, you know, when you begin to break it down mm. and when you look at the finance of this company of South Africa, we're in a terribly difficult spot. Um, the one thing that we can't afford is increased wages. And you've got to, this is where it comes back to productivity, you know, that whole story around that, that uh, I was talking about productivity and that, you know, you've got to get this country back to work. 
And you've got to get us to start working a little smarter and um, a little quicker uh, and more productively because that's the only way we're going to get ourselves out of uh, out of the mess that we're in. And that's also got to start at government. You know, it's not a matter of the money's there, huge amounts are being spent. And I, I don't know whether I mentioned this to you when we spoke on Thursday, but uh, Enoch, you know, the, the Minister of Finance's introduction mm. was quite telling. I, in fact, I did, I remember, because I said to you the debt had gone up to $2.1 trillion or something from almost $700 million a few years ago. You know, it's, it's quadrupled. Sorry, three times. Yeah, that's, no, that's four times quadrupled. Uh, tripled. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. There you are, see, I need chat GPT. Uh, it has tripled. It's, uh, um, and... Not only that, even with debt tripling, there's been no benefit to growth. So we've borrowed all this money, put it back into the economy, and it hasn't grown. And I, and I think that's, that's our downfall. If we don't get that message through, if we can't get it through to government, to the people in, the, in government departments, or even through to business, or even through to wage earners, uh, we're going to keep sinking further and further down. And we're pretty low as it is at the moment. You might not think so because the sun's shining and the trees are green and we've got a decent rugby team, whatever it is. Cricket didn't do so well. But, but um, you know, you can't. That's not going to help things. So, so Lindsay, it's, it's, you know, someone's got to get the message across. But, David, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying you're the broken record, yeah. but, but it's been a commentating yeah, broken record for nearly three decades now. Okay, there was, a, there was a surge of optimism amongst local and international investors after the first democratic elections in the Republic. Yeah. But every time you say, yeah. well, as, as long as we get this right, and as long as we oh, fix no. Transnet and ESCOM and allow more foreign investment in without any barriers and um, BEE yeah. uh, barriers, as well yeah. I, I hear it every every year and yes. i've been hearing it every year for 30 years yep why are we saying it now is there's an election coming yeah and the message you've got to get it through and i keep saying this and i, I you know i'm not saying it to you only I, I, I say it all the time you know that the team that's taken us down is not going to be the team that takes us up you know, mm. you, there, there's, it's insane. It's insane to believe that the team is, who has uh, caused so much decay to the system and to the economy um, is going to be it's the same team, the same players there. You know, it's looking it's like looking at Man United. You know, you just say, hold on a sec. You, know, what, you, you were the one that was your classic. You know, what was it that uh, uh, the experiment? Yeah, the, the definition of insanity, being yeah. doing something over and over again and expecting a different result, and it should be uh, stuck that's, up on the turnstiles at Old Trafford. That was along those lines yeah. anyway. But yes. Yeah, well, that's, that's brilliant. That's the same thing with South Africa. Mm. You know, we've got the same people and the, the same noise comes out of them. And you're saying, hold on a sec. You want to improve, you can't. You, this is not the, these are not the people that are going to do it. And nor is it going to be the noisy hate, you know, uh, hate mongers, you know, the EFFs and parties like that who just uh, who spread hate and think that by, by doing that and causing that kind of disruption, it's going to build roads and bridges. It's not. You know, it's not. That's, you, need, you actually need to put a pair of overalls on, take a pick 
I'll take a, whatever it is, a shovel, and start to build. You know, it's uh, yeah. and and we haven't got that in us at the moment. No, we haven't. But one day, your grandchildren will see the benefits of what you just said. Should it happen? Anyway, David, you mentioned Manchester United, so it's time to talk football. And I thought <laughs> about you, you know, last night, actually, in a very good way because. You used to play football for Vitz, and was it Balfour Park as well? What was the team that you... Yeah, Vitz, Vitz, yeah. But there was a team um, in... in Oh, Highlands Park. Highlands Park, that's it. Mm. And you didn't play for them, it was just Vitz. No, they were too good for me, yeah. I was second to Vitz, yeah. But that was grassroots football, right? This is the point I'm getting yeah, to. That was yeah, grassroots yeah. football, honest football, yeah. uh, no wages or anything. You're just playing football for the for the joy yeah. of it. And mm. you know that's you know someone will be watching a, a Vitz game and see that little David Shapiro running, flying, yeah. flying down the wing and say, <laughs> "Wait a second, we, we could use him in our in our, on our yeah. team and sign yeah. you up." I watched the BBC production last night. It was the match of the day FA Cup special. They had every single first round FA Cup game highlights. They had cameras all over the country. And I watched yeah. non-league teams playing Division yeah. 3 and Division 4 teams. Yeah. And there was some terrific football. And then I, I think, yeah. well, maybe there's 3,000 people at that match and they've paid mm. 20 quid each. So what is that? It's about, yeah. I don't know, it's less than no. half what the, the, the top players earn in a week, they've yeah. just got in one of the biggest games of their lives and, and careers and, and yeah. in the club's history. And I just think it was very refreshing to see football yeah. played so enthusiastically without all the glitz and glamour. Um, I think that's what I loved. I, I used to love to just get on a field. And what you see in those kind of games is that people give everything. You know, they're not, as you say, there's no glamour, there's no fancy wages. If they get injured, they've got to go to their own doctor and they put on a little Vaseline or they put on DP, whatever it is, and and cripple on for the next game, you know. Um, But I I love that kind of football. And, you know, sometimes you see it with youngsters. Uh, When when you go watch your grandsons play or something like this, um, they give it all out, boy. They get onto that field and they don't stop running. They don't fall asleep and build sandcastles or anything. And uh, there's a certain excitement in, in watching those teams and that. I loved it. I used to do that as a, as a kid. We would always go, certainly watching cricket. You know, you'd go watch club cricket or watch club rugby and, you know, watch club football teams and that. And uh, there was a lot of enjoyment out of that. Sometimes when I watch Man United and I watch some of these teams and you can see, you know, no one, they don't give their full heart. You know, there's no, you know what I mean? They're earning huge wages, but you can just see them uh, kind of drifting along as we'll see with Chelsea tonight. Oh uh, yeah, Tottenham Chelsea tonight. Just talking about that, I mean, Newcastle paid 55 million quid from a, for a guy called Tanoli from Milan. Yeah. Uh, and he got there and he did very well in his first game. I think he uh, got scored and also yeah. assisted. And a week later, <laughs> he's he's been banned from football because he, he's yes. got a gambling a- addiction. Yeah. And no wonder Milan yeah. wanted to get rid of him because they knew that the Italian authorities were going, yeah. to, were going to haul him in. And sure enough, yeah. Newcastle are now suing Milan because of this. But that is the sort of sick story that makes yeah, you want to watch the grassroots football that we've been speaking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you when you watch uh, Ipswich, I know they now. Uh, you know when you watch them, 
you started to see it's at that level as well. The youngsters there who are trying to make it for themselves and mm. and and just play. For, and they they're more interested in the game. They love the game. You know that's something that impressed me about Beckham when I watched the show. Yes, is his love for football. You know he loved it. Yeah, he loved being on the field. You know what I mean. Uh, he didn't go on there because he was making money. Sure, he used his brand, etc. But even so, you know, he never, you can see, or every, every day came back, he didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, he didn't want to give up. And the one thing, when, when he was banned from, when uh, I can't remember the manager who sidelined him, he continued to train, he continued to come there every time, in time, he never, he never missed a practice session, etc. It was in his blood, he just wanted yeah, to play. Who was that? Which Manchester United manager left him on, left it, him it on the bench? It wasn't, I think it was a real, uh, it was a real Madrid one. Oh, it? it was the Italian that went on to mm. manage yeah. England. What was his name? Yeah. Fabio I Capello. I remember one of uh, for Capella, yeah. yeah. I get them mixed up, so I didn't want to even attempt again. Mm. Yeah. And eventually he came back and was, you know, and his team welcomed him. Yeah. You know, they loved him. But 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 that's, uh, it's so important, you know, to have that kind of heart and, uh, you know, want to play. Listen, I think the Springbok rugby team are like that. You know, whatever yeah. we may say, I think that's that makes a difference. You know, uh, they're proud of who they play for, whether you like them or not. Um, it's a kind of uh, attitude. I watched India yesterday. Uh, if if, if they don't me. win the cup, Whew. they were. You know what I mean? It would be a travesty of justice if they don't get it. They are a superb, superb cricketing outfit, and you can see the spirit amongst them. I know South Africa were completely overrun, but I mean. I get great enjoyment out of watching them. And I'm saying, uh, as much as I like the Proteas, and I think we've got super players there, uh, we certainly won't deserve it, you know, um, if we do manage to kind of bumble our way through. But India were superb. They're bowlers. They're bats. Brilliant. Brilliant team. Yeah, they are. They're unstoppable. What was that eight, eight wins in a row? <laughs> Don't, talk <about> <laughs> Incredible. Don't talk about England. <laughs> oh, they were just. There's something going on in in in, in the in the squad there. Oh, that doesn't wrong. happen. It's Ben Stokes, I no. think, because he he hasn't signed yeah. a new contract. But we're going off subject here, David. And yeah. uh, on that note, actually, I've got to go. So thank you very much for your time, as Goodbye. always, on a Monday. We'll see <laughs> see each other again on Thursday. Hopefully, Viv uh, Governor has recovered from his his malady. Flu. Yeah. Exactly, that's what he says. Anyway, that was the Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.